Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. He koonai pūrangi tēnei nā te reo irirangi o Aotearoa. Nā mihi nui, I'm Alison Balance and welcome to this Our Changing World podcast from RNZ. Our next award winner in the 2019 Royal Society Te Aparanga's Research Honours is Dr Ocean Mercia. Of Ngāti Parau descent, she's head of Te Kawa a Maui, the School of Māori Studies at Victoria University of Wellington. Ocean has won the Callaghan Medal for outstanding contributions to science communication. Kia ora, welcome to the show and a big congratulations for winning the Callaghan Medal, which I understand has a personal connection to you. There is a personal connection. Paul Callaghan was my postdoc mentor, postdoc supervisor on an Antarctic sea ice project, but he was also a great friend. So you started your scientific career as a physicist? I did, yes. I did all my degrees in physics and my first research projects in physics and taught uh, various physics courses at undergraduate. Uh, So I was in physics for 10 years. So I gather you were the first Māori woman to get a PhD in physics? So the researchers said. (laughs) Yes, and then uh, my good friend Dr Pauline Harris uh, got a PhD in astrophysics not soon after me. Yeah, and she's uh, from Ngāti Kahungunu. When did you decide to go into science? I always loved maths, and I really enjoyed science, physics in particular at school, and I had great teachers. That's often the story, isn't it? You have someone who inspires you, and for me it was my uh, physics teacher in the sixth form, Joseph Fernandez, and just kept on going because physics and maths were for me a kind of a, a concrete way to understand the world and how it worked. What was your PhD on? My PhD was called The Optical Conductivity of Colossal Magnetoresistance Manganites. And it had nothing at all to do with (laughs) X-Men. But uh, these uh, manganites were part of the family of superconductors. So superconductors people tend to be more familiar with. You know, at a certain temperature can conduct electricity with no loss at all. And colossal magnetoresistors held promise for similar kinds of reasons but that's a long time ago now. (laughs) And you mentioned you worked with sea ice with Sir Paul Callahan. did you get to go to Antarctica? I did yes we spent two and a half weeks on the ice as they say and did a number of experiments Uh, this was during November long long days plenty cold but we were looking at uh, the structure of the sea ice in terms of its diffusive properties of the salty water that's locked into the sea ice sheet And we were also testing a pretty brilliant design of probe that um, Paul Callaghan and uh, researchers had developed over the years. One of the things that was so brilliant about this one is that it was like a mini MRI machine. So with an MRI machine, as those of us who have been inside one knows, they're huge and they use a massive magnet. But with this version of that, it was portable. It was basically a plastic pipe that we built. It was maybe two metres high and it used the Earth's magnetic field 
as the kind of analogous field for, for an MRI machine. So it's like an MRI for the sea ice. Yeah, yeah, quite brilliant. Uh, Paul was actually much envied by other researchers that we were in Antarctica with at the same time from around the world. Mm. Now, your career since then has taken quite a different path, so tell me a bit about that. Yeah, so well, Paul Callaghan was a part of that shift as well. So he allowed me to go part-time on this postdoc we were working on in order that I take up Te Reo Māori. So I learnt Te Reo Māori uh, here at Te Kawa Māori at Victoria University, did all their courses, and then they invited me to teach a course called Māori Science that they'd offered for a while. But I didn't have any curriculum, so it was up to me to develop new curriculum. And I just saw that as a wonderful chance to fill in some background for myself and not having the language growing up and not having lots of missing uh, pieces and lots of gaps in terms of what I knew about Te Ao Māori and my own heritage. And so that was the transition that I never went back from. <laughs> so yeah. what is Māori science? So the Māori science course, to give you an explanation of what's in that, may help to answer that question. So we talk about traditional Māori knowledge, what we're calling today mātauranga Māori, in different fields, whether it's astronomy, voyaging, engineering, knowledge of medicine and uh, food gathering and all sorts of things related to the uh, natural world. But it's also how that knowledge is contemporary, how it's used today. So it, it's about the values as well that sit behind all of that knowledge and how it's, how it's used, how it's shared. It's also about some of the questions around why are there still so few Māori people in the, the natural sciences, if you like, the modern sciences, and is that a symptom of something else? And so we unpack and explore all of those questions in that course. And so for me, Mātauranga Māori contains Māori science or pūtaiao as we like to call it, as a Māori way of producing new knowledge and new understanding about our world. So is it a little bit about looking backwards as well as looking forwards? Yeah, absolutely. So we're connecting to quite a deep archive of knowledge here, hundreds of years old, uh, that's still very relevant because we still live in, a, in an environment that has vestiges of, of those older environments, even though it's radically reshaped and changed today and uh, looks, looks incredibly different and transformed and there are new species here and all of that sort of thing. In order to un- better understand that heritage, that natural heritage and history, we absolutely need Mātauranga to give us that basis and that context. So, yes, it is very much about looking to the past, but also solving the problems of the now. Um, Cody Dieback is, a, is a, an interesting example that's been getting a lot of airplay, and that uh, can be traced back to Komatua in the north there, working alongside researchers, Māori researchers. So there's heaps of interesting stuff that's being done in the Māori science space, whether it's Māori scientists or Mātauranga Māori practitioners um, observing their world, using those observations to come up with new insights as to what's going on and what are the challenges and how those challenges are, are rolling out and manifesting in different ways. It seems to be much more included, and I'm thinking in things like the National Science Challenges in the last few years. Yes, absolutely, and working with uh, Professor Phil Lester here at Victoria University on a project on wasps, and our Vision Mātauranga component is around Māori perspectives on pest control generally, but also biotechnological controls of wasps, and broader questions around the ecosystem and pests and 
what are priorities for Māori and what are their aspirations in that area. So, yeah, absolutely, the National Science Challenges have been great for opening up space for Māori researchers to explore these questions alongside Pākehā scientists or other Māori scientists, yeah. That specific WASP project, can you tell me a bit more about that? You've already done some work out of it? Yes, yes. In fact, we're wrapping that up. And so I've had two master's students working with different cohorts. So they've been uh, pitching the idea of certain biotechnological controls. And these include techniques such as genetic engineering and gene editing and gene drives and seeing what people today think about about those in the context of pest control. Could these be acceptable methods to add to uh, our toolkit around controlling, and not just wasps. Wasps were our prototype species, uh, but of course we're thinking in the context of a predator-free New Zealand that's given giving breathing room f- to our birds by reducing our numbers of possums and stoats and, and rats and the like. Uh, so... There is a possibility here for uh, biotechnological controls of those those creatures. What do people think about that? That's sort of our basic research question. And as you can imagine, the um, views are across the spectrum, but we were particularly interested in Māori views, uh, for instance, the views of Māori people who are involved in businesses that are particularly affected by wasps. And certainly there was a little bit of openness there to consider... Uh, biotechnological controls in that case. What other kind of collaborative research projects are you working on at the moment? One of the projects I'm working on with Ngāpaio Te Maramatanga, the Māori Centre for Research Excellence, Dr Anne-Marie Jackson from Otago and I are leading a project on exploring community connections to place through environmental activism or environmental mahi. And so Anne-Marie, Naomi Simmons, uh, Marama Muru Lanning, Huya Yanke and myself are working together uh, leading different community projects to explore what it is about working with Te Taiao, our environments, that strengthens people's connections to, to places. And with a view to thinking about, well, how can we then enhance people's connections to place and people's aroha, in a sense, in their kaitiakitanga of place uh, through what we learn from these projects. So one of the neat things about this project is that it's a sort of an umbrella that supports a number of specific cases going on in different parts of the country, from South Island, North Island, and very uh, grassroots projects that uh, are tackling very specific issues, so fruit trees is one of them, and heritage fruit trees. Another is Voyaging Waka, that's Anne-Marie's project. But what can we learn through these individual projects and, and sharing our learnings across them? Yeah, so that, that one's very collaborative, and we're hoping to wrap that up next year. But in a sense, the research itself is, has dropped in and, uh, at a moment in time when these people are they're on the ground doing things already, and we've just lent a bit of uh, financial resource and maybe a, a bit of an a bit of oomph to uh, what they're already doing, and hoping that that will continue on into the future. So not only are you doing good science, but you also, and the reason you've won the Callahan Medal, obviously, which is about science communication, is that you do a lot of science communication and sharing science. So tell me about the kinds of things you do. 
Right. Well, as an academic, I do the usual things of uh, <laughs> teaching courses. I've built up a program around a kind of Māori science, Indigenous knowledge and science theme that contributes to our Māori resource management here at Māori Studies Victoria. But there's also a bit of educative work of colleagues and the academic community generally uh, because this is this is sort of a new thing still, this interface between mātauranga and science and exploring that. But there are a number of different audiences who are looking at ways that they can draw upon mātauranga to enrich the science that they're teaching, whether that's primary school students and teachers, uh, secondary school, uh, across the tertiary sector, uh, policy uh, people. So there's that kind of just accepting and speaking and engagement and going and talking to some people or running a workshop. But I also think one of the reasons that the the Callaghan Award came to me was also the Project Mātauranga, the TV work that continues to have airtime in different spaces. People still come up to me and say, oh, I watched your episode the other day. And whether they watched it online or they saw it on NITV in Australia... It's it's great to to hear that that those amazing case studies, twenty six different projects that are all exploring in some way how a problem got solved not through science alone, not through mātauranga alone, but through the combination of those. How that uh, continues to resonate and continues to inform the ways that people are. Uh, putting mātauranga and science together in their own work. I do enjoy talking to people about this area because I feel like for myself, being Western trained in the sciences, it wasn't until I came to Māori studies that I actually reflected on the history and philosophy and the background behind the operational science that I was doing. And so I feel like I'm always taking people on a journey with me that kind of replicates my own journey. Mm. Do you see more Māori science students coming through now? I feel like we do see more, and it may be uh, that our connections are stronger, i.e. The, the support systems are designed to, to sort of make them more visible to us, so we, we mentor and make sure that they're looked after. And we, we would love to see more, yeah, so we need more. <laughs> and what would your ultimate goal be, that... In a sense, you don't need to sit separately in a Māori studies department, but that Mataranga would be so integrated into the science that the two are inseparable, maybe. Yeah, no, that's a really great point. I mean, I think with Māori studies, there is already the the kind of ethos here of holistically working across disciplines. We have a, a, a huge array of disciplines here, archaeology, psychology, linguistics, physics, political studies. Over in physics, you've got physicists and some chemists and some mathematicians. So I would love to see all of the disciplines open up a bit more so that they're better able to engage across disciplines. And I think uh, mātauranga and science is an opportunity and invitation to, to do more of that. Thanks, Ocean. That was Ocean Mercier from Te Kawa Amaui, the School of Māori Studies at Victoria University of Wellington, and she has won the 2019 Callaghan Award. She is also involved with the Biological Heritage National Science Challenge, as well as Ngāpai o Te Maramatanga. I'm Alison Balance, and this Our Changing World podcast from RNZ first aired on the 17th of October 2019. You can find this story again at rnz.co.nz slash ourchangingworld. 
You'll also find interviews with other winners of 2019 Research Honours there and interviews with winners from previous years as well. While you're there, why not sign up for our free weekly email newsletter? You can listen to RNZ, Our Changing World, on your favourite podcast provider and find my chemistry podcast, RNZ Elemental, there as well. Elemental is celebrating the 150th anniversary of the periodic table of elements and we're up to ruthenium and samarium. I am still loving RNZ's video series, The Aotearoa History Show. It's a 14-part look at New Zealand and its people, and it's on the podcasts page at rnz.co.nz. Many thanks for your company. If you'd like to get in touch, we're on Facebook and Twitter as RNZ Science. Bye for now. Kia ora mai. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.